Hello, welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, hosted by me, Jack Perks. Professionally, I'm a wildlife cameraman, but I dabble in podcasting, and each Tuesday we release an episode as I have a chat with scientists, artists, filmmakers, and passionate people all about nature in a light-hearted and certainly not serious way. Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Jack Perks. Now today my guest is Neil Phillips. He is a nature photographer, probably best known for his work with freshwater invertebrates under the pseudonym Pondman. He's also one half of arguably the most popular UK nature-based podcast, after me of course, is uh, is the UK Wildlife Podcast, which is very, very good. It's well worth having a, a listen to him and Victoria Hillman as they talk about all kinds of subjects. And today we're both going to be getting into the topic of wildlife photography competitions. The good, the bad and the ugly of it. I have to admit it's mostly bad and ugly just because we uh, want to kind of talk about some of the things that maybe people don't mention and think about when they get into wildlife photography comps. Before I do that though, I want to talk a little bit about buymeacoffee.com. Now this is how you can support the podcast financially. I'm completely independent. I've got no sponsors. This is the only way that I get money from it. So if you want to keep the, the wheels greased, so to speak, then if you can donate some money towards Buy Me A Coffee, that helps keep this podcast possible. It also means that because I'm independent, I can say things like shit, arsehole and fuck and I don't have to worry about sponsors uh, pulling the money away from me. So I quite like keeping it that way and saying whatever the hell I like. When you donate, you have the option to leave a message and I'll read out that message on the following podcast. I also want to give a quick plug to some of the workshops that I'm publicising at the moment. So if you're interested in wildlife photography, I lead all kinds of nature tours. I do underwater photography. You can come out swimming and snorkeling with me and I'll teach you some uh, tactics in underwater photography. I do macro courses, um, one-to-ones, you name it. It's all on my website, jackperksphotography.com. And if you want to learn some skills in nature-based photography, then you can have a look on there and I'll help you out. So let's get back to today's topic wildlife photography competitions. Me and Neil have a good old waffle about some of the aspects of these competitions. Are they all that they cracked up to be? Is it really worth entering them? Are you going to get anything out of it? Let's find out. Here's our chat. Neil, how are we doing? Um, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good, mate. You're back on the pod after a long time. I think when you were back, you were on pretty much at the beginning, I think, when we started. Yeah, probably season one. Something I think like it that. was, yeah, something like that. Um, it was it was a fair time away, but um, we're going to be having a a chat, a waffle, a moan. We'll see how it goes about wildlife photography competitions. But I think before we get into that, we'll just catch people up to speed with who you are uh, and why I'm waffling to you about it. So I think it's fair to say, <laughs> not fair to say. You uh, would you? How would you clash yourself? Are you amateur? Are you are you? How would you? I don't no, like using. I don't, I don't like using amateur because it sounds bad, but it's probably. How would you describe yeah. yourself? Well, I'm, a, I'm a, not enough. I don't earn enough to live on by a very long way. I myself as a pro photographer, but also I do earn a little bit of money from it. So depends how you'd classify that. Semi-pro, I, I hear used occasionally. It's not, you know, I've oh, got another job that's my main source I, of income. I hate that as well. Yeah, I think that's people reaching. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, no. I am. Um, so the reason I mention that only is so people realise that you do kind of dip your toes in professional photography and you know some of the circles and movers and, and shakers mm. in that so just so people know that neil's been doing nature photography for um for a good while now and, and is verse and familiar with uh the industry but specifically talking about photography um competition so firstly have you won any have you ever won one i've won uh regional local whatever you want to call it ones I, I won the um south essex rsvb competition a couple of times right okay yeah, so nothing. I've been highly commended in national ones and stuff like that, and international. But um, yeah, I've never and won a category in Essex Wildlife Trust. One, I think it is. I should okay. look this up. That'd have been quite useful, wouldn't it? You think <laughs> I'd remember this stuff, but I don't. No, well, that probably probably shows something where you don't remember it. But I, um, yeah. yeah, no, much the same. I've been highly commended in a couple of comps, but I've never, I've never actually won anything. And I don't want people to think 
surely this is just two bitter old men moaning because they've not gone to a comp uh, before. But it's not really about that. It's it's more kind of mm. I want to cover some of the ins and outs of, of photography competitions and specifically wildlife photography competitions because um, I think a lot of things have changed now and people maybe mm. don't realise it. So um, have you got a general thought towards them? I, I mean, I know you enter them because we've both been at um, award ceremonies together when we have been highly commended, but do you tend to enter them now? Um, not so much these days. I, I do, I don't enter all of them. I don't bother with the big wildlife photographer of the year because I just don't take pictures. I can't compete with a BBC cameraman photographing snow leopards in the, Himalayas and that's a negative way of looking at it but yeah. you know it's just thrown away a load of money <laughs> into it I find um but yeah I, I enter some of the national ones um I guess I could probably name the ones the one I always and almost always enter is the British Wildlife Photography Awards uh, yeah. I missed the first couple of years and entered since and that's probably one of my more successful ones but yeah occasionally I'll put a few pictures in if I see a local one and think I've got something relevant and there's one of one of the two invertebrate ones i've entered um some of them interestingly i don't enter because they say no it's like amateurs only um and because obviously i earn a tiny bit of money from them that they apparently count that as not uh me not me me no longer eligible yeah um well i mean although i, I have seen people win them that are yeah well, I, I which think is quite interesting the, um kind of i don't know if you want to call it technical definition but a professionalism a professional is someone who earns his living, an amateur is someone who doesn't. So like you said, if you're earning a bit of it, then I don't know where it would blur. It blurs the lines mm. a little bit, doesn't it, for the comps? But they're, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It would. No, it would I, say, I, I got told by email by one that, um, I won't name it, but no, you can't enter it, sorry. And then I looked up the previous year's winner who was a, at least a semi-pro, if not a pro, with selling workshops and everything. So I thought, hmm, this is interesting. But you know, what can you do? Well, yeah, I suppose they've not they've not looked deep enough uh, into it now because there's a lot more competition. I, I feel like maybe five, ten years ago there were less big photography competitions as there are now. And when I say big, I mean like kind of national ones that aren't just image grabbing schemes because a lot of mm. a lot of local level. And this is just something worth mentioning, actually, if you are entering a competition to check the T's and C's, because a lot of them oh, are literally uh, image uh, scams, aren't they? Where they're, they're trying to just get your pictures for free. Yeah. And sometimes extract a, a fiver out of you in the mix as well. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're paying for the privilege, aren't you? So, um, yeah, chances are if, if, if it's if you don't know anyone else who's not entering it, then maybe think about it. But always check the T's and C's. I know that might sound obvious, mm. but um, otherwise they're just going to kind of nick your nick your picks. Um, what I thought would be interesting, Neil, for us is I'm going to uh, read out some comments that people have put because I put a thing out on social media the other day asking for people's thoughts, and I thought that might be easier for us to di uh, dissect rather than just just spewing our our opinions. So um, I'm not going to name any of the people, although it is they you know they're obviously not that bothered because most of these are public, but I, I won't name any. Um, the, the first one uh, is a lot of you. Who, hang on, sorry, I forgot how to read, Neil. Um, <laughs> right, a lot of who you are is the main reason the same names pick up the awards. So much bias, there's no thought by judges on how much work went into the shot. Boils my piss from anonymous photographer. So I guess what they're, they're insinuating there is that um, you only get in because you're a big name in, in wildlife photography. So what do you reckon, Neil? Any truth to that? No, that's it. Well, I've I've heard people say things like this. Um, there's there was a rumor in a certain competition that a certain photographer, who happened to be a high, you know, one of their top ambassadors for a certain company that sponsored the certain competition, <laughs> is that imprecise enough for avoid being sued? I, hope. I think you'd be um, fine. Yeah, go for it. Uh, they got into it every year, and some of the photos were of a subject that lots of people had photographed that year. That year, and some people implied that it was no different to a lot of other shots that have been entered. So, but it's that kind of thing. Is it? It's the same. It's the same names every year pop up in these competitions. Yeah. But then, if they're the best photographers, which again, subjective, um, are they? You know, is it they're getting in every year because they're good? They could, you could argue that. Um, the one argument I would say against that is is the whole it's it's judge anonymous, so they can't see their names. But a lot of these photographers know each other and they know what each other's photographing and stuff like that. So it's all a bit um, awkward. And 
I used to joke um, to uh, Victor Hillman, my co-host on um, on my podcast. Here you go, look, I've got, got a plug in already. Um, <laughs> she was judging a macro competition for a, yeah, a macro section of a competition, and I entered it. And I used to joke because I and when she judged the macro competition, I never got anywhere <laughs> section. <laughs> Whereas when she wasn't judging that section, I did. So um maybe maybe if they know you it's a bad thing as well so who knows must have upset you um but yeah i guess um it's hard to know i think you're right i think obviously the same names are going to get in uh sometimes just because they are the best and they're very good at what they do but likewise i think that it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they say judged judged anonymously but how do we know that's you know it's just the thing they're mm. saying, you know, and, and from a business point of view, it would make sense to have photographers with big followings because if they get into mm. the competition, they're going to um, publicize that to all their followers who may then enter it next year. So from a, a purely business point of view, it makes sense to have photographers with big followings, regardless of them being good or not, um, because that's going to get more people on. That is the tinfoil hat. I've, I have, I should just point yeah. out, I have no proof of that. However, um, it would not, <laughs> remotely shock me if, if that potentially potentially goes on hmm. maybe. I'll, I'll go on to the next one anyway. so they've put that kind of competition is just opinion and fashion exhibiting is nice don't have to have winners that takes the fun out was one of the people who's, who's put that i guess uh they're kind of pointing at it it's just going with the trends Something like that, competition events. Yeah, I guess they're saying that, you know, competition ruins the fun, doesn't it? I mean, mm. um, I went to a camera club where we had no competitions, which is quite nice. We all just showed, you know, free photos, that, our free favourite photos from the last month or so. And yeah, I'm, I'm not part of a camera club. Um, well, mainly because I've got time, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm not really interested in competitions. Not, not, nothing against camera clubs. Please keep booking me for talks. Um, but I've got no interest in a competition of, you know they do competitions of, of people and stuff like that, and I'm I'm a naturalist that takes photos. I'm not really interested in photographing people, um, even my own children. I like, oh, I take a picture of my family, you know. But <laughs> it's yeah, I've gone off on one of my tangents, haven't I? There, but I, yeah. I get what they mean. Although yeah. yeah, competitions can be they're fun when you win them, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah, you know? I, I would imagine it, if you won, you know, ten grand or whatever it is in wildlife photography, the year, you you probably wouldn't mind that too much. But no. Um, no. Yeah, I suppose. But that, so. that can encourage, you know, if you've got a big reward, that can encourage cheating, have we seen, and, and other yeah, well, um, untoward behaviours. There's been a couple of times, hasn't there? There was yeah. the, the wolf. Do you remember the wolf? Yeah, that's famous. And that was, it was captive and he passed it off as wild. That's right. It? So it was, it was a trained wolf and the picture mm. is of the wolf going over a gate. It's a fantastic image, but um, obviously, yeah. and, the, and more recently, there was um, an anteater. A stuffed anteater. That was stuffed. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, there was. <laughs> that was insane. Somebody well, got um, a stuffed anteater from a museum. Am I right? And then they placed it on yeah, a... the local centre or something. Yeah, the local yeah. wildlife or whatever it was. Well, yeah. and apparently this stuff. A, a few times people have um, been in. I've been told of, uh, from a few sources on on different competitions that people have won or won categories. But they've done their due diligence and found out that they've broken the rules somehow. Um, and they've been, you know, before anyone, anything's been announced, they've worked it out. And so so they do do due diligence. They can't walk, talk either. Due diligence on a lot of these things. And they do yeah. check. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, so. if people are, want to get away with it, they will, won't they? Some, well, try to. Yeah, I mean, I think the money's part of it. And I just think the mm. perceived fame and uh, and glory, I guess, just some people are, are built that way. But I was thinking about this the other day, like, um, do you know the name of the photographer that won Wildlife Photographer this year? No. No, I don't. I, I can't remember what the picture was. It, I remember liking the picture. I only it wasn't remember a because I had to Google it earlier. So I'd know what yeah. the picture, but I didn't. And it's it's a um, oh one of those horseshoe crabs. It's one of those, I think. Oh yeah. Um, yes, I but can like you that. see what I mean? Like yeah. biggest wildlife photography competition in, in the world, and neither of us could remember mm. the image. I'm not. I mean, it's only two of us. But the point is, I think a symptom of social media now is that we're so desensitized to the extraordinary. Uh, extraordinary it's almost become ordinary. So that image, if it wasn't mm. bombarded with stuff like that, would would stick in your mind. But um, I think because we've got social media, and I'll kind of come on to this later on as well, we're bombarded with that kind of image constantly. 
and you lose the magic a little bit, I think. There's one way of looking at it, we're getting deep now. Um, next one is, I always feel really sad seeing children's categories where the cameras used are hefty, fancy, and nothing an average 12-year-old would have access to. Um, yeah, I think it's a valid point. Like, it, it's, um, again, it kind of comes down to backgrounds, privilege, etc. But, like, yeah, if, if you're mm. a kid and you've got um, all the latest kit, it, it's going to help. I, I'm a big believer that it's the photographer that takes the picture, not the camera. But that being said, you know, if you've got the, the latest body, the latest lens, and you live in an amazing area of wildlife, then it's not going to hurt, is it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's nothing new. I, I remember reading BBC Wildlife magazine when I was still eligible for the young person category, I think, and someone had a picture of a bee eater taken in Africa. And I thought, <laughs> what's the point? I didn't have a camera back then. You yeah. know, my family couldn't afford film and uh, telephoto lenses and stuff like that. I mean, I, there wasn't even any point of me entering a photo I took with my 35 mil boots camera, was there? <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, but even today, it's the same, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're up, uh, people are taking, you know, kids are taking pictures of frogs and dragonflies they found in their garden. And um, they're up against someone that's got access to uh, a hide with little owls in, like I do now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's how do you compete with that? You know, I, I can't compete with some of these kids. <laughs> No, but well, they're better I, photographers than me, to be fair, though. Yeah, as well. Well, yeah, there, there is some skill there. I always think, like, how do you know? I, I know this is like the paranoid thing to say, but how do you know the kids hasn't taken it? And and especially mm. if they if they come from a family like the dad happens to be a professional, the mum happens to be a professional yeah. photographer, and then the kids a protege. You're like, wait a minute, it's um, it can be a little bit eyebrow raising. But again, how would you police that? There's no way to to no. police that sort of stuff, is there? But yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, the next one's put, perhaps they could do a best budget photo category for people who can't afford the top gear. I mean, I suppose you could, but... Um... Well, some of them do. They do the mobile phone only category, don't they? Is, is a good one. Oh, do they? Yeah, I've seen a few places doing that. I think Essex Wildlife have a mobile uh, photography um, section, and I've seen a couple others do it as well, I'm sure. Okay. So that's just one way around it. Yeah, it's get, definitely. Getting beginners in if you're an adult or a... You know, whatever. It's it's a yeah. good way of getting people to have a go. And of course, you can take a really nice macro with a with a smartphone these days. So, oh yeah, no, I've been doing mobile phone um photo workshops, and yeah, some of, the, do, yeah. some of some of the cameras that uh, mobile phones have are yeah bonkers, absolutely crazy now. Mm. But my cause my camera's pretty crap to be honest, so I need to get um yeah. my phone camera. Sorry, um, I need to get a, yeah. a better one. Um, so the next one is never enter them. The old boy network is alive and well. Same names year after year, often entitled people who have nothing better to do than fly. Oh, God, this guy's going for it. Fly off to exotic locations with perfect conditions and wildlife on tap. They also make shit photographers think they're good. Um, I know that sounds like me, but that was not me. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> did you read your own notes by mistake? No, I didn't. No, no, this is it's on it's on social media if you want to see the name behind it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's that's definitely one way of looking at it. I mean, we've kind of covered this earlier where we're saying like, is it because they're good or is it because there's some other wider theory behind it? But um, I think it is true. Like when you look at, if we take Wildlife Photographer of the Year, for example, um, how many pictures do you ever see from the UK in it? Like mm -hmm. considering, when you consider the ratio of photographers in the UK as well. Uh, but yeah, very, I think the last one I remember was maybe a fox, I want to say in Bristol or London, which was really small in the frame at night and they were higher up. It's a lovely image. Um, but um, that's the only UK one I can remember. Uh, a couple come to mind is the um, fox uh, silhouette against brick wall, who, the photographer of which I should really know since I booked him when I did that conference. Richard I can't Peters. remember what his name is. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah that, and that, I did like that photo. And it was the best picture. one I saw in that competition was highly commended in the behavior category was well, we're talking 10, 15 years ago, because Matt Cole got um, ants feeding on aphids in his garden and got it in wildlife talk for the year, which That's... I think is a better achievement than getting winning the competition. Yeah, <laughs> getting no, it in your garden. Definitely. <laughs> oh, definitely. But um, the point is that a lot of it is kind of far flung mm. places, isn't it? And I think it's a case yeah. of um it's difficult isn't it i guess you know if you do well, so quite often wildlife talk for the year i notice a lot of the pictures if you pay attention um you you know watch the blue chip documentary that comes out two three years later on bbc 
and they've got the making of behind it. I always remember that a few years ago, the polar bear one squished up against a window. I think it won yes. or came very highly commended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you literally saw the person taking it on the Frozen Planet 2 or whatever documentary it was in. So oh, Because it's often the, cam- the camera operators yeah. with a stills camera. Because they've been sent to the best place of wildlife in the world. Yeah. Well, that yeah, wildlife. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, they're going to have the best. You know, they've still got to take the picture. Let's, um, let's be honest. It still takes skill and the eye to get that picture. Yeah, that's an opportunity you or I won't get. But then, of course, they've earned the right to be there by... Whether or not, yeah, you know, I suppose there's always a little bit of who you know in these sort of jobs, but they wouldn't be there if they couldn't do well no, 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 at that what, level. I know what you mean. Um, I mean, my my mm. kind of view on a lot of competition photography is that it's different to the kind of photography that that sells. So I I often think mm, that very much um, boring images sell well, and exciting yep. images like they might do well on social media or they might do in a competition but you won't make much money from them and that's why that's my excuse for being a, a slightly plain photographer is that i'm doing images that i know will sell as opposed to images that will do well on um you know instagram mm. or whatever because those sort it's of images excuse. well um, th- those sort of images i also feel they take a lot more time because there's, there's more going into it and it's time that i'm not going to get back uh, i mean some some mm. people spend months if not years on an image don't they it's incredible really yeah. i just think I'd never see that money back. It just wouldn't um, be, be possible. So when you see a lot of these people who do go to these far-flung places, generally speaking, they live a comfortable life is a polite way to put it. So they, they haven't mm. got to worry about how much time they spend on it, either because they're a professional so high up in their game they can afford to do it, or they've got some other high-paying job and you know they can, they can afford to indulge their hobby. And when you look a little bit deeper, um, a lot of these photographers typically have got um, a lot of time on their hands and that's how they can get these amazing pictures because they take so much time to to do generally. Yeah, that's the old saying going, isn't it? You you get a good picture, it's it's largely luck mm. to get the really good picture, but you make your own luck by being out in the field longer. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think you're right, mate. Um, so what else have we got? Uh, I love the opportunistic amateur shot, not something that was set up weeks before or staged. Each category, e.g. professional or amateur, or opportunistic um, or setup, has their merit. Comps need to reflect that. I suppose the problem with that is, you know, how do you, how do you chop it all up? And, um, you know, if someone says they've spent 100 hours on a shot and then they did literally just get it, it's um, it's hard to quantify, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's like I just said, you know, you, you could sit in the field for 100 hours. Um, you're more likely to get that split second where you get the shot and completely miss it for me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's... Um, oh, look, a, a good example is the goose that won uh, uh, British Wildlife Photographer of the Year. Was that like 2018 or something? Yeah, I remember and it's, that goose. It, yeah. it wasn't even a wildlife photographer, was it? He had his wide-angle lens on to do landscape, and he got a grey-lag goose walking along the bank of the Thames with um, this tower bridge, I think, in the background, like perfectly framed. Yes. And he just took a few pictures, stuck that in, and won. And it, it was a deserved winner. It was a lovely photo. Um, and then you compare that to the one that won, which British Wildlife Trophy Awards again, um, the bat. Do you remember the bat with the uh, um, yes, ultraviolet? Paul, Paul Collie, you I feel think, infrared? I think Paul Collie took yeah, that. Oh, it's a very what, good photo, yeah. What a brilliant photo. And that took he had to talk to bat conservation to make sure he's doing everything right. Um, work out how the the special type of flash worked, and he got oh, it, it took so many shots to just he's shooting blind basically. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but work out where the bats were and stuff like that, and, oh, and just got an absolutely amazing image. Really was lovely. So it can it can go both ways, can't it? I um, yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. So the the next one who may or may not be your co-host uh, is, but I have been on a professional. <laughs> She put it publicly. She's happy to be named. Um, I've been yeah. on a professional press for. Oh no, hang on. Oh no, this isn't your t- co-host. I've got the wrong way around. No, so that's nurse. <laughs> <laughs> you honestly, Neil, you think this would be the first time I've done this? Um, okay, I will read the one because we're on we're, uh, the one I was on about. So it's put. It's a very interesting topic. I've been on both sides as someone that enters, but in the last five years or so as a judge. Yes, uh, they can help you get noticed, and it clearly helped me in some respects, but I do feel that they need to be open and honest about the judging processes, T's and C's, and prizes, if any. One thing I would say, as I've been asked a lot, is that even at some of the top-level competitions, believe it or not, judges are not paid for their judging contributions. 
Uh, now, not really doing much photography and spending more time on my art. As I moved as a wildlife artist, I don't need the validation of my photography work that I do as I take what I'm feeling. And as long as I like, that's all that matters. Um, so a few things to unpack there. But yeah, um, interesting what they're saying about judges not being paid, which you would assume they'd be paid, wouldn't you? Mm. Especially since I've paid to enter. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, this is the other thing. Like, a lot of these comps, like, they're not even a charity. You are literally just... The only person who wins in a photography mm. competition is the one organising it because they're the one... Yeah. You're just lining their pockets. It's not like they generally mm. don't give much to charity or anything like that. Um, and if you kind of do the I mean, math on how many people enter and the prize that they're given away, I mean, it's... Which um, is often donated yeah. by their sponsor. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, it, it's 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 a good little bracket, really. <laughs> well, they used to had all they used to pay for was the book to be printed to give to all the commended and highly commended yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. they don't even do that anymore. A lot of them, do they? No, no. It's funny. I mean, the prizes are often um, they can be a bit naff. I remember, in fact, the one that we the BWPA maybe I shouldn't name that. We'll go with it anyway. No. The the one where we went to an awards ceremony, and um, mm. one of the guys. I won't name him actually, but he he got um he won a prize and he and it's a camera bag. It's always some naff prize. It was like you know some yeah. oh no it was a, it was a little compact camera thing. And he just leaned over to me and said, "That's going on eBay in the morning." And I thought, yeah. Yeah, "I don't blame you because it's like just at the end of the day, if you're going to do your prize, do money. Everyone likes money. Put money up. Mm. I don't understand why it's always like win a rucksack from Low Pro. That's what the sponsor gives them. I'm guessing. Well, yeah, no, I, I know, I understand yeah. that that way because it's advertising for them. But like, That's do true, money yeah. as well. Do a camera and money, you know, if you're going to do that, because mm. it's, um, at least it's, <laughs> that does make me laugh when they offer an entry level DSLR or a compact camera as a prize. It's kind of like the person that wins it is almost certainly have a better camera already. I know, yeah, it, they don't really think about it half the time. Um, it is, it is mm. a little bit of a, of a strange one, isn't it? But, um, yeah, mm. the judging process for most of them is a complete mystery, isn't it? They're just like, well, these are the people that mm. are judging it, and I think often. I think what standard practice, I know like on say the Countryfile photo competition, what they do is they have mm. maybe 10, 20 people who sort out the guff and then they send up mm. the kind of semi-good stuff to the actual pros. So those judges don't normally look at everything because it would be impractical for them to look at, you know, hundreds of thousands. So they'll have someone below them, some unnamed hero who will sort out mm. the absolute guff and then kick up anything that, that can go to the next stage. So um, there's a lot of people looking at your images before it gets selected. Yeah, no, I think Country File was a good example of um, a controversial competition, isn't it? After recent years with the that poor person that took a picture of a harvest mouse that was actually a pet one. Yeah. But they didn't tell anyone until they won and then everyone was outraged at the photographer and it's kind of like, well, they, I'm sure Country File knew when they awarded her, you know, before they put the programme out. So, you know. Oh, because they did a whole piece on it, didn't they? they? Yeah. And, and she got a load of well, she got trolled online, which I thought was really yeah bad show from Countryfile that they hadn't made it clear. But what they don't realise is a previous, well, a lot of people don't realise is a previous winner was also at least a rescued animal, if not captive. I won't say which one because I don't want them to get trolled, but um, I'll tell oh, you I after know. we finish recording. I, I, no, I, I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly. You think it is, yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think that's just, um, and, and most competitions don't allow captive animals now anyway do they generally i know that no, i know a lot no. of the professional wildlife photography comps wouldn't let you use anything captive would they no well that brings up uh, something we, we've spoken about a couple of times before isn't it they yeah uh, if i'm known for anything it's the pond creature photos isn't it so i'm putting stuff in aquariums and i know there's some pro macro photographers are a little bit um i don't know what the word is but they're, they're you know they don't speak very highly of my photography on that sense but that's another to be and a competition a few years ago introduced a rule of no captive wildlife unless it's part of conservation i think was the wording or something like that yeah that's and weird. i emailed them and the problem i've got is to id most freshwater creatures you've got to kill them and id them under a microscope unfortunately it's it's an entomological fact that you have to do that sometimes so if i call a mayfly nymph in a river now, if it's in a pond, I could probably ID it. But if it's in a river species, I'd need to look at the gills, and there's no way we can do that about with a live animal, not, not humanely anyway, yeah. um, and probably dissect some bits and stuff like that and the mouth parts. So in order for me to um, <laughs> comply with their rules, because the recording is part of conservation, I'd have to kill my subject. But if I caught it, photographed it, and let it go, I'd be against their rules. 
but um and i sort of email i sent a message on face on twitter and they said oh well we'll um we'll we'll have to take each case by case by case basis or something like that which is really wishy-washy and when you're paying to enter it's kind of well do i risk it or not and if i mm. enter something that's not eligible does that disqualify all my other entries i don't know and i, I didn't bother doing it that year Whereas you've been told something completely different. You've been told, oh, please put your aquarium photos in. It'd be great. So, Yeah, because I, yeah. I wasn't sure um, when you told me that I then entered. I had some aquarium <laughs> shots, so I messaged the competition and, and they said it was fine. None of them got in, but um, but yeah, no. they, they said it was okay. So, yeah, it, it, is, yeah, no. it is weird. And that's what half my um, highly commended in that competition have been, <laughs> aquarium shots. And yeah. the one that won the category um the macro category was that in aquarium shot the year you know a few years before so it was kind of it's got you know things change i get that and i think this brings on to another subject isn't it it's that whole everything's considered in through the lens of birds and mammals and they don't really and they always they always seem to be the thing that wins a lot and you know there's always a mountain hair image in every yeah. wildlife photography competition yeah, yeah. Or hair of some description, and there's usually a fox in there as well somewhere. Well, actually, not foxes so much these days, but uh, and it's just like here's these amazing invertebrates, and unless it's in the invertebrate or macro category, they don't even get a look in half the time. It's um, let alone the poor reptiles and amphibians, you know. It's... Yeah, they're barely in it, aren't they? And and fish um, mm. are, are poor cousins as well. So yeah, they're all they're all kind yeah, of they don't do shun- well either. They don't. They're all shunned. But I suppose there's more variety in competitions now, though, is it? Because there is there is a close up photographer of the year and a oh yeah, an, and there's an Bug underwater photographer one. of the year. Yeah, so I guess if you want if you want to get your fix of of your niche, mm. there's probably um, a comp for it. But I, I know what you mean. On the more general ones, you'd like to think they get shown more because um, I know. I think in terms of feedback, I know underwater photographer of the year, they actually will send you a sheet and they'll let you know how far you got in the judging process. Oh, and, uh, and they'll even leave notes, which I actually think that's quite useful as a photographer. Mm. And I know that it's maybe not practical for all comps because of the volume of entries, but it, maybe if you even get to a certain point, it'd be really useful as a photographer to get that feedback, wouldn't it? To be like, well, you know, yeah. it got this far in the competition, but we felt that, you know, X, Y, Z, um, because I know that that's why a lot of people join camera clubs actually is for that feedback, which is really, really valuable mm. um, for their work, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to know um, how your grass snake half underwater didn't win that category. I'm not to say next on this, but I've said this to you before and I've said it to other people as well. That picture was competition winning material, you know, maybe, you know, subjective and they think, you know, yeah. thing, but that had a potential to win a competition and it only got runner-up, and was it environment category or something? I think was it, it was, habitat yeah. category? I think it was, And you literally yeah. showed the grass snake in its underwater, and it's above the water, you know, and its habitat, and it lost to a load of birds flying past or something like that. You know, it was a lovely picture, but I, something yeah. we've done lots of times before, and I'd never seen a grass snake photograph like that before. I so not in the UK. That's um, yeah. very, very kind of you, Neil. But yeah, I, I do yeah. remember the shot you mean now. Um, that's actually yeah. another example of like, complete fluky shot like that was just mm. you know someone rang me up said there's a snake turned up and, and got in the water and the reason i can get so close to that snake if you look at the picture it's shedding its skin so i'm convinced mm. that if it wasn't shedding its skin it would have seen me and and buggered off yeah. but it's one of those shots that i don't think I'd, i'll never be able to replicate that it's just you know <laughs> right right time right place and all that so it's um it's funny, but yeah, it would have been would have been nice to get in there. I guess, like you say, everyone's got different tastes and and, mm. and opinions and whatnot. So, they, well, um... had that been a cute, cuddly animal, and that'd be first, an otter. the first time like that, I think it would have done. Yeah, it'd have been a bird. I think that would have won it. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. Again, it's subjective. Me being subjective about the subjectivity of someone else. So it's pure speculation. But you just like really, and you know, the other photo was lovely, but yours was. They always say, "Oh, original and new." Yeah, this and is yet, it, yeah. again and again, I mean, this is the proper bitter old man coming out. Um, I've entered a regional competition for um, Cornwall and Devon Wildlife Photography Competition. I'm going to name it because it's years ago now. And I had a chuff feeding its young and I had two common dolphins interacting in the sea and I got beaten by a kingfisher on a stick. <laughs> and you're just like, how many kingfisher on a stick photos are there? in yeah, the world yeah. and this is okay it's 10 years ago but even then there was it's just like really it was a nice clean background and everything like that but the only thing i thought might have 
tipped it in their favour is as you're in Cornwall, whereas in East Anglia and you know perhaps up your neck of the woods, there's loads of hides you can photograph kingfishers in, isn't there? But, you know? Yeah, and they are quite common. Yeah, I could think of four places I could have gone a couple of months ago and almost guaranteed a kingfisher photo. Well, I guess in the West Country, although they're there, there's not the hides and the reserves to do it. No, in. So maybe that's what they're thinking. But maybe, yeah, it's just, it's a it's frustrating, isn't it? Is it I still felt a bit robbed. <laughs> there we go. You know, you think yeah. chuff, surely if it's a Cornish wildlife competition, then exactly. have the. Um, I mean, I think it did have chuff. rings on its legs, but that sort of shows you part of the conservation program. I yeah, thought, but exactly, exactly. It's, mm. um... But never mind. Uh, right, I'll go through another comment which someone's put. I enjoy the competitions my local photography club organises. Members don't enter them to win uh, financial prizes, but the feedback from different judging styles is a great learning curve. So, oh yeah, so I've just sort of mentioned that, haven't I? But uh, yeah, I think that's perfectly valid, isn't it? Feedback's good and constructive yeah. criticism is good as well. Like far too many people, I don't see the point of just chucking your images on social media, having a hundred people saying that's nice and then moving yeah. on. You want kind of... You know, and I don't mind people saying bad things about pictures as long as it's constructive. You know, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I did go to a couple of uh, camera club once, and I, I do remember putting a picture of I think it was a back swimmer in the tank, close up of the face. Right. And the judge didn't know what it was or what to make of it, and he'd been judging sort of barn owls and that sort of picture, and he gave it a three out of ten, which I thought was quite amusing because of like, oh, it's not doing anything. It's like can you see every detail on its face you know it was one of those sort of macros it wasn't uh, fair enough it wasn't doing anything but it, it's, I think he said uh, is it upside down it's like you know, well it's a backstrom <laughs> yeah, yeah. so, so it gives you a bit of an insight doesn't it because there are a lot of competitions it's always worth looking at the judges isn't it um, like I say feedback would be good but um, uh, if you've got a, a competition that's full of people that photograph foxes and polar bears and stuff like that you probably don't want to bother sticking in you know, a close-up of a um, jumping spider because they won't, well, maybe that's a bad example, but, you know, <laughs> won't necessarily know what it is or how hard it is to get. Yeah. And you're going to lose out to the polar bear pictures. Yeah, I suppose that, that makes a lot of sense, really, because um, I, I never generally look at who the judges are, but, yeah, that's. I suppose it's if you wanted to play it tactically, then you'd want to yeah. kind of enter something that you know that's going to be more in their lane so that they can identify more of it. I, I suppose that makes sense. Mm. Um, Mind sense. you, I don't know if you found this, but um, you spend hours agonising over which photos to put in on a competition. Then you've got a, you've paid for twenty, and you've got fifteen. You think, oh, I'll just stick those five in, and it's always one of the ones I'll just stick, fill up, make up numbers. But always the one that wins. It's yeah. always, you know, oh, yeah. well, highly commended in my case, but um, no, you're commended. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I've spoke to other photographers about this, and yeah, it's always the ones that the photographer doesn't like. The, and the mm. judges seem to pick uh, the ones that you think are going to do well don't get a looking and the ones that you kind of yeah just bunged in are the ones that get through so yeah i don't know there must be some kind of psychic link mm. that judges have to to do that well, um, um someone yeah someone else did a uh, slight tangent again but the first image i got highly commended in bwpa was that fox hanging out in a bin that oh, yes. sometimes it's yeah, not yeah. quite as viral as a certain grayling gif but it does turn up on social media every so often um with my copyright co cut off it of course, yeah, of course um, yeah. and i entered it and thought it might do quite well i was quite i thought oh, that's a bit different you know i know it's a fox in a bin but the the layout and it was one of these bins that are like a post box so it was hanging out and for those that haven't seen it most people probably haven't <laughs> and i entered it it got nowhere didn't even get shortlisted or anything and um, my friend got into BWA that year and he spoke to Mark Waldeen, who I think had actually helped judge it that year or certainly helped judge competitions. And he said, oh, they changed the judges. So if you've got a picture and you think it's good enough, stick it in again. So I stuck that one in as my last image thinking, oh, well, take, you know, I've got to make up the numbers, stuck it in. And that was my first highly commended. So I got nowhere. And then funny enough, I stuck it in a competition that had about 30 entries um, a few weeks later after I just, you know, got highly commended in a national competition and didn't get anywhere again. It's funny, yeah, isn't it? it? It is weird. And and yeah, actually, you're not the first person to say that to me. Yeah, if you are thinking about entering a competition, don't think that you have to only enter new stuff every year like, because they change the judges. And, and that's happened to me as well. There's been times where I've entered images two, three years on the trot, and then it gets in on the fourth year. So yeah, if you think an image has got something going for it, um, don't lose faith. Maybe, maybe chuck it in if you've got one of your spears. Chuck a few of the ones last year that you deserve I think deserve another chance. So I think that's a good all round tip actually if you want to do competitions is don't just do new stuff. Yeah. 
unless the competition rules say it must be taken in the last four years. Oh yeah, a lot of, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, they, a few of them do that, don't they? And has not been shortlisted or for another competition. Or... Yes, yeah, so you have to enter them all at the same time. Yeah, that's the way around it. Because yeah. you do sometimes yeah, see all images... entry dates. Yeah, they all. Ah, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, um, you don't know they're going to get in, do you? Uh, right. No. What's this person? I think this was the comment I tried to read first time, so we'll give it another go. Um, I've been a professional press photographer um, a long time ago, but it was uh, a different time with film camera. Nowadays, with digital pictures, uh, billions are taken and used all over the place. On the topic of photography competitions, I've recently discussed with my friend, such and such, who is a professional uh, photographer, and he mentioned that very often photography competitions are a way for the organisers to get very good photography very little um yeah we sort of covered that haven't we um i believe that photography competitions can be good if they are genuine without interest with fear and correct terms and conditions but also with the aim to promote the photographers that are selected um yeah i mean they gen- they're generally in it for themselves i think a lot of the comps um they're not they're, i'm trying to think of any of them they they sometimes have a thinly veiled conservation message but for the most part mm. it's all about kind of promoting the pictures i suppose isn't it yeah Although I suppose it is promoting the wildlife. Um, one thing I did like about BWPA is it did sort of champion the British wildlife, which yes. I think got overlooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, if you, I mean, what was the, did the the white the rhino horn win wildlife photographer of the year last? Was it last year or the year before that? Yeah, and and um, there was that year, the year the big oil spill in the Gulf, the pelican covered in oil won and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it's it can be topical. It's good then. for that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's not going to hurt getting the. Um, mm. The message out in in that regard. It'd just be nice if uh, again going back to. I mean, I'm totally biased, and I guess so. To, to get you are, we tend to photograph stuff that not a lot of people photograph. So yeah. we want the other stuff to be for our from a selfish reasons as well. But you know, I want these pond creatures to be. It's one of the reasons I photograph them. I, I photograph them because I enjoy it. Let's not lie about that. But I like to think I'm you know showing people a water stick insect or an ostracod. Most people have never heard of an ostracod, and they're amazing little creatures. But um, it's never going to win a photo competition. So it's never going to get the publicity, you know, to help them yeah. and smaller creatures that get overlooked. So, you know, most people know tigers and rhinos are endangered. So is that competition really? I suppose if he shows a big pile of dead ones, then people might it might hit home a bit better. So, and some of those photos are really are, you know, the journal. What do you call it? A more of a journalistic photo, I suppose. Yeah, aren't they? they really they tend- send a message and story. Yeah, they tend to do. Um- a lot better. I mean, I, I guess one of the things that's evolved over time is, say, 30 years ago, if you had an image that you wanted to get that kind of coverage, then a photography competition was, was really your only option. You know, maybe maybe mm-hmm. if you get a book or something. Whereas, you know, fast forward to today, um, anyone can put an image on Instagram and it can reach millions and millions of people pretty quickly, arguably the same, if not more, as a photo comp. Now, I'm not saying that happens to everyone, but the potential is there that wasn't there um, so many years ago. So when people say I enter a competition for the exposure or that sort of stuff, um, I feel like a good social media following will do the same, if not a better job. Mm. I, I suppose it's the prestige as well, isn't it? So if you say, yeah. um, oh, book me for a talk. I've got a million followers on Instagram. Whereas if you say, oh, I, I'm... Um, I was highly commended. Oh, winner of Wildlife Photographer of the Year 2019 or whatever. Yeah. You're going to be able to charge more and get more bookings, I suppose. It's that, that sort of prestige and maybe get more people booked on your workshop and um, get invited to do more talks and I stuff, I guess. So. I think what you would have to do is you would have to capitalise on it pretty quickly mm-hmm. because, um, yes, it is good. But say if someone said to you, oh, I won Wildlife Photographer of the Year 1982, You'd be like, yeah. okay, great, but that was mm. 40 years ago. So I think, um, yeah, I think if it's a recent thing, for sure, you could you could probably charge more for talks and get more talks and workshops and whatever. But again, that's all speculative, isn't it? Like, it's not guaranteed, but um, you'd have to just kind of make the most of it, I think, for sure, which I'm sure people do. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they probably, probably have to hire someone to do your PR and stuff as well, though, then there's another cost, but yeah yeah it's a problem i won't have to deal with though so i was gonna say yeah that's a a problem that would wouldn't be too bad would it it would be what why do you think people enter them then what do you think goes behind the mindset for people entering well i mean we should know because we've both done it but like i'm i've never i've actually never really asked i've never really ever asked myself that question 
you know what BWPA part of my motivation for entering was that if I got highly commended I ended up being able to chat to photographers I hadn't met and catch up with like to you you know mm. and some annoying people like Ben Andrew and that lot are always seem to get in it so uh, I can yeah. always catch up with them as well and uh, yeah um, not to mention uh, a certain person that's won it twice <laughs> I won't mean I'm not going to dignify him I mentioned his name it's He's it good was, laugh as well it was it was a good just piss up really like, I really enjoyed it going was. to the um the BWPA uh mm. kind of I was gonna say after party but like this the announcing of it because yeah there used to be loads of free mm. red wine at the back so I would just cane as much as I could yeah. and um and yeah kind of not they moaned at me when I went home early because I got working kids <laughs> probably that sounds like me I mean I would I wouldn't have been in control of my faculties by then but I, mean, I remember bumping into Terry Whitaker do you know Terry Whitaker you know the name I've not, I think I spoke to him briefly I'd, I'd love yeah. to chat to him properly you know you know who he is yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Terry Whitaker. Okay. Yeah. So Terry, for people who don't know Terry Whitaker, he's an extraordinary wildlife photographer. Does some lovely stuff. I remember bumping into him at that BWPA um, kind of opening, and I was absolutely shit faced and just trying to string a sentence together. And he was just kind of very being polite to me, but he's obviously like, "What the hell is this bloke doing?" And like dribbling red wine down his chin, trying to talk to me. But Terry was was took sympathy on me, I think, but. Yeah, it was a good event. I enjoyed that. Is yeah, in actual fact, that that's that's one of the ulterior motives for why I entered, which is which is a terrible reason because we could just meet up. We don't have to do that. But um, exactly, but it's it's hard to get us all. Probably be hard to get us all in one place. Yeah, really, wouldn't true. it at any one time as well? So it's, yeah. although that said, um, some people were in that competition. Some of the bigger names and they never showed up, did they? Even when they got highly commended or one category, no. they didn't show up. Cause, so because the wildlife photographer of the year looks incredible. The uh, the little gala mm. they have, don't they? Is it the Natural History Museum? And you yeah, know they often get yeah. David Attenborough to speak there, and they have like a meal, and they're all in tuxedos, like. That would be pretty cool. I will, I will admit that. That would be good. Well, if, if someone told me BWPA last year or start of this year because they've done it weird now, isn't it? You enter one year and it's the announcer next year. Um, I think they've oh, gone okay. a bit, um, make a big sheen dig of it in Bristol or somewhere. Oh, or something. So, oh, I, I don't know. They didn't let me in. They didn't let, they didn't yeah. let me in this year. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it looked, it looked um, I don't know if I did say any pictures of that, actually. Maybe I did. But, but yeah, it makes sense. It is it is a good event when when people um go along to it. But yeah, I think First that's about a nice bonus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, because the prize money is is a draw for for some people. I don't, I don't think people enter it for the money typically. Not yeah. for the I mean, well, you wouldn't. So, so, some of these competitions are quite expensive to enter as well, which puts yeah. me off. Some of them, you know, I could only I, I could only justify putting a couple of pictures in and on one of them which i won't mention because it was yeah. very expensive i did that for a laugh and got commended it was quite funny it was a um well people probably work out what it is from this but it was a stacked photo of a heron which yeah. I thought, i'm gonna stick this in and see what the judges do and there was a public vote on it and it came like last out of the whole category almost but obviously a couple of judges liked it because it got commended but yeah they um, become they didn't give me a free book for that though they've become more of a thing haven't they the uh public vote yeah, I, I don't like them at all. Well, well uh, again, Country Files, classic one there. Yeah. But, uh, well, well, on paper, you think, oh, that's good because then the public can kind of pick. But then it just becomes a popularity competition. Like like we were talking earlier, if a photographer has, you know, say a million followers, then they're more yeah. likely to win than someone who's arguably a better image but not much of a following. So I guess there's a there's an ugly side to that as well, isn't there? Yeah. And it really brings out the cute and charismatic megafauna bias. Yeah. yeah. Re- yeah. Big time on that. You, you'll gonna, you'll never not... win a competition out of a bug. Fairy shrimps are not going to win that, are they? Darn it, they should do. Yeah, they should. They should <laughs> do, but they won't. Um... Well, unless it's a tadpole shrimp up against them, obviously. I mean, that'll win then. But... <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a funny old thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I do enter them and I'll probably still will keep entering them. But um, yeah, this, that, I never actually thought about that. I think generally the main reason was the shindig of it was just saying hello to everyone. Because um, yeah, it's a nice excuse, wasn't it? It was just a nice excuse to meet people. I mean, that in a way that sounds really arrogant because you're sort of half expecting to get in, but um, mm. it was good. It was good fun doing doing those sort of things. Well, I, th- I mean, we've kind of covered a few different things. I think we've put the world to rights. Um, I think so. I don't know if we really have, or we've just been rambling for forty minutes, but. Hey ho, we've yeah. we've given some thoughts on photography competitions so, and um, probably won't be allowed in any after this. 
No, I was just saying, we've now, we've now been barred from every competition you can think of. Uh, but, uh, I, that's not going to change my career drastically. Uh, I think I'll be It's all right. right. They're anonymous, so they won't know it's us, especially when uh, I put a pond creature photo in. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> say it's a fish or a pond creature. Just ban it in case it's yeah. Neil or Jack. Yeah. The there chance. we go. Yeah, but, but I, I think they're, they're worth doing if it's the sort of thing you fancy. But Yeah, no, um, exactly. exactly. I, I do think it does get your name out there. Um, especially if you do well in it and you know and I think perhaps the most important thing of all Jack is you get to brag over your friends for for example I mean I've been highly commended in BWA four times how many times have you been uh one two maybe four as well oh I don't both doing better than Dave Preslin so it's how many books have I got (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that guy now. Yeah. I've got one, two, three, four. You're gonna count it. I think it's four oh, I times. I, I hope it is four. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to have a look now. I will when when I'm off air. Yeah. I'll have a look because I um I might be beating you. Mm. It's I think it oh, I think yeah. it probably is four. I had a film. Well, you are professional. Are we, so counting, are we counting films as well? Because I did have a film get in. Oh yes. So I think yeah, that's I why I was that. there one. I was there one year because I didn't have any stills, but I had the film in it. So I think mm. four plus that, maybe. Mm. Tell you what. While we're ranting, why aren't there more film competitions to enter? Um, Have you noticed that? Yeah, well, a lot of of them. There is wild screen, but that's like the other end of things, isn't it? Like that's kind of like TV level stuff. So no, there aren't many. Yeah. I looked. Um, I think the other thing is that it's just not that as many people doing it on an amateur level. So like wildlife photography is, is incredibly popular for just people doing it as a hobby, but you don't get many people doing wildlife filmmaking as a hobby, it's either a job or, or that's it really. Mm. Although, although I would say that the industry is changing and it's sort of getting a little bit like wildlife photography was 10 years ago where there are more people doing it and it's becoming harder to work in television, I would say, because there's more people yeah. kind of go- going out there, which is... Um... They're even buying footage off, uh, after, you know, buying footage of people like me now. <laughs> I know, I know. They must be getting desperate, ain't you? It's, it's bad yeah, when exactly. it gets to, gets, <laughs> gets to that point. Uh, well, look, mate, thanks for coming on. Um, I'm sure many people Always already listen to UK Wildlife Podcast, but if you don't, you should definitely check it out. And Neil is one of the co-hosts yeah. on that. Um, it's only 50% me. So Vic's really good. So uh, Vic, is, Vic is probably the main reason you should listen, to be fair. But yeah, yeah um, I think that's <laughs> it's been good to have you on, mate, and I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. Yeah, see you soon, Jack. That was Neil Phillips as we talked about wildlife photography competitions. I hope that doesn't sound like I just expect to get into them because I really I don't expect to get into them, certainly not the lower level ones anyway. And honestly, I, I don't think it would change my life that much if I even won one. I mean, you could argue wildlife photographer of the year, but I think it would only make a difference for a year or two. I think it's down to the photographer themselves to make the difference. If you're expecting to just win a competition and have things thrown at you. I don't think life works like that. I think you, the photographer, have got to make the most of of that situation, which, you know, you could argue about any big opportunity in in any freelance job. But anyway, hopefully some of that uh, mad ramblings made, made sense. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, then next week I've got Jake Davis on. Jake Davis is a marine biologist and he also specializes in Welsh marine life, particularly elasmobranchs, sharks and rays. So we're going to have a real interesting chat about all the things he's filmed, including, I believe he's the only person to film angel sharks in the UK. So we're going to have a good old chat about that. This has been the Bearded Tits podcast. I've been your host, Chat Perks, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Cheers.